how am I being with myself? How am I treating myself? How am I talking to myself? Like that was a lot that I had to take a look at. Like I was, yeah, I was hearing things from the outside, but I was so harsh with myself. Hi beauties. Welcome to our very first episode of the Beyond Beauty Project with your host, Bridget Burrick-Brown, the show that's redefining the meaning of beauty. Enjoy, and we're so happy to have you part of the conversation. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining me at the Beyond Beauty Project. Today, I'm here with longtime and dear friend Rhonda Edelstein. Rhonda is a wife and a mother of two littles. She's also a holistic wellness coach that focuses on women. She is a longtime uh, fashion model. She's currently with Option One Models. And to give you a little history, Rhonda and I met um, in Miami. We were both babies. I was 19, you were 18. And essentially in those younger years, we, we kind of grew up together and we spent, we went through a lot of growing pains together. And a lot of them had to do with the modeling world around body image, um, being told that we needed to lose weight or that our body was too muscular. I feel like we both had that. You know, there's a lot of comparing and despairing. You're so young and you're around all these beautiful women. And I think the wonderful thing about our friendship is I feel like through the years we've kept this ongoing conversation about sort of where we are in life. And I think through the years trying to figure out how to deal with our body image, we really connected. We had a natural connection on health and wellness and educating ourselves on that and becoming the best versions of ourselves. I feel like we're both always sort of striving for that. So, and I think we've came to this really beautiful place now of healing. And um, I can't wait to share that with you guys today. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk today. So I'm going to ask you my first question, and then we'll keep it going from there. But how would you define beauty or being a beautiful person? You know, I've been thinking about this for years now, and it's evolved and changed. But kind of like where I feel like I am now with it is that to me, like beauty is reflected by living in alignment with like your true self, like that authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like when you're doing that, it brings like an aliveness to you and it's unique to you. And it's, you know, I think it's different for all of us, it's so and, but true. You, can, you can feel that in people like you, you know, you want to be around that it's attractive and it's not just the physical, you know, yes. when someone's like, you know, who they are and what's unique to them is really coming forward. You feel that. And it's like, yeah, I want to know more about them. Or you almost want to get closer to them in the room or yeah, like, what is it about them? So you think it's almost like an inner light or an inner, like an inner beauty, I guess. Yes. And embracing that. And, you know, like I said, like, we're all different. We all have different likes and dislikes and, you know, but it's like allowing that to come forward and through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming off of that question, would you say, cause you're gorgeous, you know, and you've had a career as a model for a long time, but have you always felt beautiful 
or were there times where you sort of struggled with that? Oh God, I've, I've struggled with it a lot. I've struggled with it a lot. I mean, I You're like loaded like, question. Yeah, it is a loaded question, but you know, I'm happy to share my experience. I like in, I wasn't like always on track to become a model. I kind of went through like, I went through like, you know, puberty kind of early. My body changed early. I mean, I don't want to say that I was ugly, but like, it was like that ugly duckling. Like I could not see um, what other people saw. I was very uncomfortable in my body. I did not have a a model's body at the time, but, um, you know, coming out the other side of that, when I was like 13 or 14, I grew, I leaned out, you know, I was like probably by at that time, like five, eight or five, nine already. Yeah. And that's when I started getting a lot of attention and got into modeling. But I kind of still saw how I was before, like that chubby, awkward girl. And it was really hard for me to let go of that. And I felt like it got triggered easily once I started being, you know, critiqued and judged from the outside, you know, when I was told to lose weight a lot or, you know, I wasn't up to standards for, you know, the modeling industry. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting that you still saw yourself as it's really how we feel right so you oh, felt for sure. yes like maybe that awkward stage or whatever so you still felt that even after say you want the ym high school cover girl did you or or was that sort of your transition into being maybe would, there's something an here interesting thing for me i felt like i would go in and out of like you know oh i I kind of see what they see, but internally, and maybe how I talk to myself did not match up for a long time. And I think that's like, for, for me, when I would get a lot of like outside critiquing, it, it, it affected me because I believed it or it's how it was like what I was already thinking. So then to hear it from the outside, you're not enough. You need to lose weight. You need to change. Yeah. you know, I fell prey to that, like, easily. Yeah. Do you think growing up in your household, or, you know, you're from a very small town. Um, yeah. You grew up on a farm in Calgary. Do you feel growing up what you looked like was important? Because I feel like, I mean, if I'm just, I'm just brainstorming this, but I think in the bigger cities kids maybe have that in their face a little bit more yeah but how how was that it was not the focus in my family or really in any of like the you know most of the community like um so I didn't have that pressure prior to that I didn't have that peer pressure really I mean everybody I think at some point is like comparing to the people around them. It's just a bit of human nature to look at like, am I okay? Do I fit in here? But it wasn't something in my household uh, that was focused on. So it was all new to me when I got a lot of attention. uh, Yeah. And I wasn't necessarily that comfortable with it, but I was like, Oh, this is interesting. (laughs) Like, 
let me try this. I mean, they're telling yeah. me I could like, well, you know, these big dreams could come true. Yeah. They're promising me the world, you know, I can travel the world, all these interesting things. I'm like, okay. But you, but you hadn't really thought about it for yourself before people telling you. No. And then it became intriguing. Like I, I that's how I was. That's how yeah. I was too. I was like, where could I travel to? Where could I? What? You yeah. Know? I can live and with I, I literally got into modeling because my mom put me in self improvement classes at a modeling agency just to learn how to put makeup on and maybe have oh, a, like walk so... a little bit gracefully. <laughs> like, oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, like you should be a model, like here, like go and sign up with this agency it was my kind of me like me one summer being like okay I'll learn how to put makeup on oh that's so cute and then, and then they and then they got you and they were like who's this girl well like, yeah the woman who owned the agency was like wait like I think actually you know you have potential here you have the height like I think you have like the bone structure um do you want to try this and so then they moved me on to the advanced course and that had a photo shoot um in, included in it and then and did you go submit that, was the, that for so the that was YM. the first time um I did like my first photo shoot and like somehow it just came naturally to me and the photos turned out really good for like a 14 year old farm girl that had never done anything like that before yeah yeah. And then another like photographer came through town. I can't remember if it was from New York or maybe Vancouver. And I did another photo shoot and it was from a combination of those then that one of the girls um, who works at the agency was like, let's submit you to these contests. <laughs> so You're we submitted like, to a few and I was um, a finalist, I think both in teen magazine and YM, but I made it to the, the top 10 finalists for YM. So cool. um, like cover girl contest. And then I, I went to New York when I was like, I think I was 14. It, the magazine came out when I was 15. And then you went to, didn't you go to Italy really young too? Yeah. I, I was I, just I, remembering this. I'm like, I yeah. feel like she went to Italy. Like when she was a I baby. Know. I, when I was, uh, I think I was 17. I took half a year off of high school and went to yeah. Italy to Milan yeah and I mean now it's like so surreal especially having a daughter I'm like oh my gosh how did my parents just like let me get on a plane and yeah. go to Italy yeah but you know I I was okay like I have to say like I feel like somehow we had something in us that wanted the best for us this whole time even though we struggled yes was always like I had Maybe it was my upbringing too. I have to give credit to that, that I was like very grounded. And I yeah. still like felt like I made good decisions mostly as like yeah. a young person in this like really over, could be really overwhelming world of the model. You did. And you were much more grounded than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I you mean, really made good decisions. I mean, I, you're like I mean, a baby running around my head. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it was you know partly my personality too and I was like yeah. you know, I don't want to like get in trouble or step out of line you know that's like I had that part of me that's like the pleaser yeah okay. yes yes but yes. Um, I have the yeah, rebel but I was like the... how did I you know like how did I just go to this other country and 
But I have like some interesting memories of struggling there. And then I have some really fun memories. Totally. Like, yeah, I still think about the girls that I met and I like were roommates with and the adventures. Oh my God. And the growth you get from, from doing that stuff, just going to a different country. Now that time, like I said earlier, we faxed, you didn't have cell phones. And I mean, you really had to go to the pay phone to call your parents sometimes. Like, oh, I hope I can remember my calling card number (laughs) to try to call them or call them collect. Or I was sending my family faxes. You and I would send each other faxes. I have them. I have a lot of those. Okay, so talking about a different world, um, I feel like when we started modeling, the waif trend, body trend was in. The whole Kate Moss, like nothing tastes as good as skinny taste. And obviously things have evolved and changed quite a bit from that, from then, but that was pretty much how you needed to look to model. And I know that that really affected me because I, I, although I was always thin, I was a dancer and, and a gymnast. So I came and it was always like, your thighs are a little too muscular. And I'm like, how do I get them? You know, how do I do this? But I would love if you could share a bit about, you know, how that affected you being so young and sort of what that turned into. I mean, oh, God bless us. It's like we did come into the industry in a really hard time because it has evolved and changed now. It's a lot more like inclusive now. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of pressure to be like as lean as you possibly could. And I mean, I remember an agent once saying to me too, like, you, your legs are too muscular. You just need to like lay in bed for a couple months and like, let that like, (laughs) I'm like, why? Like, just let it like wither away. I'm like, that does not make any sense. Thank thank God I didn't listen to everything they said, but I did. There was like, remember it was like, don't spin. Don't like, you would give us like instructions almost. I'm like, I like spinning though. Exactly. Oh, it's crazy making. But you know, I got into, sadly, into like a cycle of like, you know, restricting, dieting. I was, you know, always on the latest diet, over-exercising, and then I'd hold it all together. And then I would like literally binge on food. Like I would, I'd get to where I needed to be. And then I would like relax a little bit. Then it got to be where I would, I would like exercise like crazy, restrict. I go to my job. Literally a lot of times on the way home, I'd be just like stuffing myself with or the plane ride home. And it was just like such a demoralizing cycle. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. really bad. Yeah. Like it wasn't, I thought for me, like it was just the pressure to look a certain way. I'm like, I tried to quit a few times. It didn't go away for me. So it was bigger than that. Like it was also my way to like soothe myself and like just deal with emotions that like. That's interesting. It probably because of the industry we're in, it probably like built that muscle mm-hmm. of like maybe a natural way of coping. Yeah. And I also think like leaving home so early, I didn't really have a chance. It was kind of just whoop, drop you out of the nest rather than like, here, let's learn to fly. And, you know, yeah. 
and it wasn't a completely throwing me out, but you know, we were right in the middle of it pretty quick. I don't, I didn't develop my own coping skills that well. So that was one of them for me. It was comforting. I remember, you know, from childhood, food was comforting and it was for me later on. So yeah, it was really hard for me. I was in that cycle for a good 12 years. And, and it, like, felt very secretive. It felt like it was, I had a lot of shame about it. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, it got to like, I, I look back, it was kind of sad. People asked me like, how are you? And it was kind of a barometer of like, I either had a good day with food and exercise or I didn't like, those were my yeah. two, like, I'm either okay or I'm not. Wow. And it was, you know, it was pretty, um, consuming. I spent a lot of time and energy like thought wise. Um, yeah, I feel like for years, I think, like I said, it was probably heightened for us being in that industry, but I think so many young girls and women relate to this. It can really be all consuming. Like how many times do you, you know, meet up with a girlfriend and like, Oh, I didn't fit into my jeans. That triggers a bad mood. And like guys would just be like, oh, I'm fitting my jeans. <laughs> Whatever. We're like, yes, the- we will really go to the place of like, I have failed. I suck. I am not cute anymore. I, you know, yeah. it will get a, like the whole shame cycle. This episode is brought to you by the Barefoot Nutritionist, supporting women during pregnancy and beyond through nutrition and wellness. You said something interesting about when you would try to quit, you felt like it was still there. So, and I've also, I've also done that. We're thinking, Oh, it'll just all go away. And I had to really work on, I was like, Nope, not going away. I have to work on myself, but you also tried the plus size modeling. Yeah. I was going to say I had an interesting Um, experience. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that because I think, you know, from the outside people would say, well, okay. So it was hard for her to maybe fit into that size two, four box. But then she was a plus size model. So was she fully, was she just happy then? Yeah. Or what do you, how'd you feel then? Uh, so that was the time where plus size was kind of just gaining like awareness yeah. and momentum and getting the big like beginning. fashion. I mean, when I started with Ford as a plus size model, like Ashley Graham, who is like the top of the top now, was just like yeah. 14 and like just being introduced to the industry. Oh, that's cute. So that's just a little perspective. Um, and I mean, she's just done amazing things now for women yes. in the industry. Absolutely. But like, I did have a lot more fun as a plus size model because this, the pressure was there. Like, I was just celebrated for how I was and how I really looked. But I still had the thinking. Like, I still was harsh on myself. I still had that inner critic going on. Okay. So, and then there was a little bit the other side where at that point, too, with plus size, it was like they wanted me to be even curvier than I naturally was. So I was wearing I remember the padding. I had to wear padding. And I was in, you know, I was encouraged to just like not maybe like exercise a lot. So then you're encouraged almost to do the opposite. 
Yeah. And that also like got uncomfortable. You know, at, at one point I was like, I still don't feel like I'm getting to like fully be myself here. Yeah. So I started, that was probably the time where I really got more into like healthier self-improvement, mm-hmm. like the world, like I did some Tony Robbins at the time. And I yeah. really, that was like my introduction to like creating a new vision for myself yeah, of yeah. like what my version of healthy could look like. And that kind of like starting the beginning of that. It wasn't the end of my cycle with, you know, like food and my body image. I think it's interesting yeah. how you said, I still didn't fully feel like myself, you know? Yeah. So that was probably your first trigger, I guess. That's like, okay, I need to continue to dive a little bit deeper and yeah. it's not how I look. Yeah. It's yeah. not about how I look. So what was that? moment I don't know if you had like a rock bottom I know that I sort of had a rock bottom with that where I was like just felt like I have to stop and feel like did you have a rock bottom moment or what was that tell us about that yeah so I mean I once I started having that vision for myself I got an idea of like what life could look like but I wasn't really there yet and part of me was like, Oh, like if I could just move on and have the life that I want, you know, get married and, and uh, start that life, it'll solve everything. And, and I did, I met my husband, I got married and I was like, ah, this didn't solve everything. This is still here for me. And I, my rock bottom was like, okay, I'm married, but I want this beautiful life for myself. And I know I really want to have children and what I'm doing my body right now is seriously harming me. Uh, there was, you know, I wasn't, that gave me chills. my body was kind of starting to break down at that point. My cycle, yeah. I didn't, I don't even think I had a menstrual cycle at the time. I was like fatigued. I had a lot of things going on and I, you know, I started working with a more of a holistic doctor and he's like, this could get serious if you keep going on this cycle. And that was like kind of my bottom where I'm like, I can't live like this anymore if it wasn't going to support like my future, you know, the like vision in life that I wanted for myself. So it sounds like, I think we keep going back to how we feel, right? So it's like you mentally maybe started realizing, God, this doesn't feel good. Or you probably knew that the whole time, but then you really felt it physically. Yes. And you were like, this doesn't feel good. Yeah, I and just I, I, have I couldn't keep it up anymore. Like there was a long time where I could do the over exercising. I could do the restricting. And I got to the point where I'm like, I just I, I can't. I don't have it mm-hmm. in me to do this. So and maybe mentally and nor do I want to anymore. Like that was the defining point of just making that decision. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I am yeah. willing to go through the discomfort to try something out. Good. I love that. I'm willing to go through the discomfort to try something else. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. To try something else that might make you feel better. Yeah. Yes. So what, what was that? What was the, you started seeing a doctor and then. Yeah. Did you quit modeling? You quit modeling altogether at that point, right? 
Um, I don't think it was like, like instantly, but it kind of like started to fall away a little bit. I, I made more limits. I'm like, I'm not getting on an airplane. I, I was, I had moved from New York to LA at that point. Cause I, my husband was um, living in LA when I met him and I was, I was ready, you know, to have like a little bit like calmer lifestyle than yeah. New York provided for me. And so I just, I started having some limits on what I was willing to do um, work-wise and travel-wise. So that kind of helped certain things just kind of fell away or I wasn't going to go overseas anymore. And then slowly I did really just kind of have like a bit of a break where I wasn't working. And I think I really needed that to yeah. just take time Space. to heal. And yes. I did a lot of things in that time. Um I spent a lot of time just nurturing myself and my soul. I went back to school and I, I studied, uh, first I went and got my health coaching certification. So I studied mm -hmm. a lot of holistic health Yeah. and then I went and I studied spiritual psychology. Yeah. That was and, so um, interesting. That was a program in Santa Monica that was like very experiential. Like not only did we learn like the the tools and principles of it, but we actually had to do the work ourselves. And that was really life-changing for me to take that kind of deep dive inside and so resolve healing. a lot. Of, yeah, it was very healing. It was a lot of looking at like all the limiting beliefs and like yeah. inner child work. The shaming and, probably you had done over the years. Yes. So kind of going back and working with those like parts of myself that really kind of got like left behind or abandoned and nourished myself a lot during that time. Yeah. Are there things that you've taken from the holistic health coaching and that program that you've continued today? Yeah. I mean, there's a principle from spiritual psychology. It's like how you relate to the issue is the issue or how you relate to yourself as you go through the issue is the issue. So it's really like, how am I being with myself? How am mm. I treating myself? How am I talking to myself? Like that was a lot that I had to take a look at. Like I was, yeah, I was hearing things from the outside, but I was so harsh yeah, with myself. We're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. So for me, so much of my healing was like dropping the perfectionism of the all or nothing and learning to live like more in the gray and giving myself a little more grace and uh, a lot of like self-compassion. Yeah. So it kind of felt like I was really, and because I was also in this place of like wanting to become a mother myself, I took the opportunity to really like mother myself. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I brought that energy um, towards taking care of my body, towards body image, um, toward like making choices around food and, and what like felt good for me. So it was like more of a gentleness rather than like, you a know, pushing. I feel like, yeah. And I feel like so you much pushing the diet industry. And I feel like even the like, health industry yes. can make you feel like that too. Like that's like a lot of the work I do in my coaching practice is more like finding your own way through yeah. instead of like these, what's, you know, dictated to you, like 
you know, it's still coming. There's a lot of, there's a lot of boxes still in that. Yes. And there's a lot of, I mean, even like get your summer body or get your bikini body. You know, there's a lot of pressure that people don't, I, I think they don't even realize whether, because I think it's just like, well, you just have a body. Like, let's appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do you have a summer body in the, you know, yeah, yeah, we true. have a body. <laughs> yes. I just love them. Um, yeah, I agree. So would you say that you're still healing today? Like, do you think healing's a never ending sort of journey we do in life? Because I think that I used to get, when I was younger, I would get really stuck on thinking like, well, once I'm healed, yeah, I'm going to be happy. Or like once, you know, I mean, it started with once I'm skinny, I'll be happy. But once I heal, I'm going to be happy. And I know I'm realizing more and more that it's just, it's just like you're always learning in life and like healing is the same. Like you're continuing to heal. Would you agree with that? Do you think? Yeah, 100%. Um, I feel yeah. like it's just like, it's a journey of self-discovery and like, you just yeah. get to yourself again and again. And I feel like, like especially with women, because yeah. we have so many different like seasons in our life and changes like yeah. just hormonally, like within like oh. a, you know, tw- cycle, you know, 28 day cycle, we go through a lot of different changes Totally, and then, you know, it's like, I'm in my forties now. So I'm feeling my body moving into a new place. I'm on the other side of having my children. Yeah. I'm feeling like, Oh, like there's some new things going on. My body's a little more sensitive than it was like, uh, even a few years ago or in my totally. Unfortunately. (laughs) Or I would say fortunately, because it's like there's our opportunity if we listen that it's letting us know like what it means. We can't just override it anymore. Yeah, we can't push through it. Yeah. I love that. It's not letting us. So it's this wisdom that can so I now I'm like, oh, here I am now. And Anyways, we've been intentional about like putting makeup yeah. on, having nice lights, but it's like, yeah. you know, I, we did family photos recently and I got all the photos and I'm looking, I'm like, wow, like in certain angles, like I have a lot of wrinkles. Like yeah. we could probably do a whole other show of like how retouching, like yes. certain I definitely angles, want like, you know, there's a lot of things to present the best image and that's going on like all over the map now with social media and we're gonna do a few more episodes on things and that is media is like one I definitely want to cover with you I feel like we could start with like the polaroids and the zero retouching I mean we started when there was zero retouching so like you can filter everything you know exactly and we're like what is what do people look like anymore yeah yeah it's true but it's like, I, I'm just having to have, like, I'm noticing, I'm like, okay, I, I see those things. My body's yeah. changing. It's different. But I'm like, I kind of like, I'd rather come to a place like almost like I earned my stripes rather than ugh, look at that, you know, or mm-hmm. when I look at those like, photos, and I want to be critical, I'm, I want my family to have these memories of us. Like one day, I'm going to look back and be like, I'm so grateful 
that I have this and look at like the joy that was like available now. I don't think 20 years from now, I'm going to be looking going, oh my gosh, can you believe I already had, you know, like wrinkles and lines in places I didn't before in my 40s. Yeah. I texted you not too long ago and I said, okay, like I'm having like, I was like very triggered body image wise. Mm. And I said, what, like, tell me something, you know, and you had said something very similar to that. Like, you're like, I like to try to think when I'm old, how, how am I going to feel? Am I going to have worried about how I look or do you remember what you told me exactly? Yeah. I I mean, I do this a lot. It's like, I picture myself as that, like, you know, gorgeous grandma, like, you know, whatever she's doing, she does not have to be in a rocking chair. Like that's too cliche, (laughs) but just like, if I'm like reflecting back on my life, what would I say to myself now? Yeah. Would I be like, Oh, like you should like really be cautious and worry about what you look or what I say, like, go enjoy your life and your fun while you're healthy and, you know, just like embrace your life because it will pass us. Like it, and it goes by fast. Now that I turned 43, I'm like, whoa, like, yes, it's going, I'm going to have a 45th birthday soon. And then I'm going to have a 50th one after that. Do you have like a favorite um, I guess wellness ritual or like something that grounds you that you can share. Yeah. I mean, I kind of tune in. It's like based on like what I need, but um, for me, like just a couple quiet minutes of like meditation, you know, yeah. when I get quiet, because the more, you know, I really have been into learning how the mind works. And when we like, we feel our thinking and when we have a busy mind and a lot going on up there, we feel it. Yeah. And sometimes we know what we're thinking and other times we don't, but if I can just like settle my thoughts, whether that's like through meditation or getting outside you know, like whatever that is, sometimes it's reading a spiritual book, let my thoughts settle, then like, I'm much more at peace and my own like inner wisdom can come through. Yeah. Do you, it sounds like all those examples you gave are really slowing down and like, it is a moment, right? Yes. I can't tell you too, like, uh, the day before the election, I just consciously decided like I'm going off social media. I got curious. I'm like, how much is this affecting me? I cannot tell you how different I feel. Like I, I'm still, I'm like, cannot believe how much it was affecting me. Not only the information I was taking in, but it's like, every time you like look in that compulsion, it's like a dopamine hit to like do it again and do it again. And it, and it keeps this like cycle going. It can be very unconscious too. Like sometimes like, whoa, like I won't even, I'll like have to be like, whoa, get yourself out of that. Like, what are you doing? Yes. 100%. And like, I almost had to like detox off of that compulsion and that like constant hit of like dopamine and then come to the place of like, wow, like I was taking in a lot in a lot of ways. And a lot of it I wasn't even aware of. And I like to think I'm a pretty aware person. So just being mindful of all the things that are affecting us. But yeah, so my biggest thing that I realize now is like 
settling my mind. Settling your mind, quieting your mind. Yeah. We don't realize how much is coming in sometimes. Yeah. I've been trying to be really mindful of that the last couple of weeks. When I get overwhelmed, you just, you need to slow down. Yeah. We don't have to believe our thinking. Most of it just comes, apparently we have something like 60,000 thoughts a day. Most of it just like comes through. I didn't choose any of it. A lot of it's even programmed or outer programs. Yeah. Yeah. I I heard this challenge from like um, one of these like teachers I like to listen to. He's like, just, just pretend it's in a language you don't understand for the day. Like, what would it be like if you just literally, or the other, the other side of that, the flip side was like, or just pretend everything is a lie. Don't believe any Uh, of it. I like that. And then, and then where do you live from? Like, okay, then you cut, you live in the moment of like, just each moment asking like, what do I need now? Like, what do I do next? And it's always there. It's always inside of us. Um, Do you have a favorite outer beauty ritual? Something Um, that you're just, I mean, I, mine's exfoliating like from the beginning forever. Well, if I, I have, yeah, there's a, I have an exfoliator right now, like for my face that I'm like, it literally feels like I had a facial and it takes three minutes. I'm like, it just feels like the perfect um, mix of like exfoliation. Yeah. So that for me, and I just like, I love like a good long shower or bath. And everyone can do that. Yeah. Everyone can do that. I love that. So final question. Yeah. That I ask everyone, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self anything, whether it was about beauty, self-acceptance, body image, what would you go back and tell that little 10-year-old or 12-year-old? Yeah. I would tell her... um just you're so much more than the outside, you know, so like go and nourish like the inside. Um, You're so much more than the outside. Mm -hmm. I know we really need to nourish our insides more, so much more. That's what I want to flip it. I want to flip the like from the obsession of our outsides to like, let's focus on our insides more. Yeah, because like kind of where I started with, you know, kind of my definition of beauty of what I've come to find, like, I was really afraid in the beginning to let go of some of my habits that I thought like were helping me maintain, you know, a certain body type or. Yeah. And it was like, by letting go that I actually like eventually it wasn't overnight. It took time, but that like I came more into my body and just like felt more beautiful, but it was also because the inside was like more nourished. I felt like, you know, I have um, some friends that I knew that knew me early on in modeling. And then like after it, I had kind of, you know, had this transformation or change and they were like, you know what? we actually didn't like you that much. Like not, not that like, it's just, you didn't really have that much to offer. You weren't that much fun. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, Oh, because you were so like, focused on yes, maintaining. And I didn't kind of really let people get to know me that much. Cause I was yeah. so worried about keeping up, like staying within the bounds of like the armor. Yeah. Looking perfect. 
Yes. Kept them away. Yeah. But I, you know, that was, I actually took that as a compliment once I had like moved. Yeah. Like there's more to you. And because you did so much conscious healing. Good for you. Like that takes uh, a lot of work and, and guts to really be able to look at ourselves and to kind of call ourselves on our stuff and be like, and it's kind of messy, like while it's it's happening, you know? Yeah. But, uh, like, you know, I looked to, I found some women that I really looked to and just thought they were like, you know, really living from that aliveness place. Mm. Do you know so that you found woman? some role models? Yeah. Do you know that woman? She's like in her nineties. Her name's Iris. She wears those huge glasses. Yes. I love her, <laughs> I love her so She's much. So cute. And I'm like, I would never choose to wear any of those things but I just what I love about her is it's her and she's unapologetic about it yeah and she's living her life and she's like living out loud I think it's like awesome I'm like what's my version of that yeah yeah she's beautiful because of it she is and not in the stereotypical way of what we exactly beauty and society so that Um, like opened my eyes a lot of like how can I offer myself that yeah, I love that. How can I offer myself that mm-hmm. of being your own definition of beauty that yes. you define? No one else does. Yes. But she defines herself. I love that. Yeah. Well, you have wonderful things to share, and I'm so glad you came on today. You can find Rhonda at awarenesswithin.com. You can also catch her on Instagram. It's Rhonda underscore awarenesswithin.com. And you can find her at Option One Models. So thank, thank you. you so much. We're gonna have you're gonna come back and see us again. I'd love to. That's We're so gonna fun. talk about I have all kinds of all kinds of other notes for us. <laughs> okay. Um, media, aging. <laughs> we'll oh. go into all of it. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. I'll My see pleasure. you soon. Okay. Thank you for joining us for our first Beyond Beauty Project conversation. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. Don't forget to check out our website at www.beyondbeautyproject.com where you can find all of our socials. And don't be shy. Bridget wants to hear from you. So feel free to send a DM or an email to let us know your thoughts and what you'd love to hear about next. See beauties next Tuesday. This podcast episode is designed to be for informational and discussion purposes only. I am not a doctor and I'm not trained as a medical provider or counselor. I do not provide medical care or attempt to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any physical ailment or any mental or emotional issue, disease, or condition on this podcast. Always seek the advice of your own physician or other qualified healthcare providers with any questions you may have regarding your personal medical condition. Do not disregard recommended medical advice or treatment or delay in seeking professional medical advice because of information or content obtained from this podcast. If you have or suspect that you have a medical or mental health issue, please contact your own healthcare provider promptly. 
For urgent medical needs, please contact your healthcare provider or call 911 immediately.